Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Hello, and welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. My co host today is Brian Johnson. Hey, Brian. What's up, Charge? Good to be back. Yes, this is a special edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. We record on Fridays every week. And today we are 12-ish hours removed from the end of the first round. And so we're really going to focus today on the first round. We don't know the second round. And we'll talk through all of the position players. Now, at some point in the future, I want to talk about some of the other some of the other elements that went into this draft, like offensive linemen who are going to help some other players and some other stuff, Brian. But for right now, let's let's keep this to the the three, four quarterbacks that were taken. Let's talk about the six receivers that were taken and the one running back in the first round. Sound good? Definitely. A lot more wide receivers than I thought, by the way, too, went in the first round. Yeah. I don't know I, about you. There's about what I expected. I think the over-under was five and a half, so it hit the yeah. over, not by a lot, but, not by a lot. Uh, but yeah. still. I yeah. would have went under, but glad I didn't. Well, the, the theory on under was there's so many good receivers, you could wait to get one. Um, but I think at the end of the day, a lot of teams that had that had need, like the Vikings are a good example at a lot of positions, just the best player there just was a receiver, and he's just so much better than everybody else. You just take Justin Jefferson in that particular case. Uh, let's start with you. We'll do these in the order they were taken in, and I think a, a bit of a surprise to have Oakland take the first wide receiver Henry, oh, and by the way, before we get into the receivers, let me mention this. It's the first beautiful day in in Minnesota for this spring, and I'm outside. You are going to hear random noises like crows chirping. They don't chirp. They caw. A crow cawing. You might hear a little road noise because I've got a road not too far from my house. You might hear somebody's like mowing their lawn already or something. So you may hear some stuff. But you know what? It's 70 degrees. It's the first beautiful day in Minnesota. I'm going to be outside right now. So oh, I, I won't because uh, I have a really annoying dog as a neighbor. Uh, 
So oh, yeah, well, I'll okay. mitigate that risk and I'll stay inside and suffer. I'll be yeah. outside immediately afterwards. So. That could happen. Now, I, my dogs are the annoying dogs in the neighborhood and our next door neighbor dog already came out and they had, you know, they had their dust up like they always do. That just happened. So I think we're in the clear with the dogs, but we'll find out. Uh, we begin at the wide receiver position. Henry Ruggs is the first guy taken. He would have, it wouldn't have been my choice as the first one taken, but it's the Raiders and they have the long history of coveting speed. Yeah, and they, and they got it in rugs. Uh, ran the four two seven forty five eleven one ninety. We compared him to Tyree Kill. That's uh, probably his easiest comp. And uh, yeah, Oakland got themselves a, a Tyree Kill. There's now t- two Tyree Kills in that AFC West. All of a sudden, a bunch of bunch of awesome wide receivers in the AFC God, West. We'll talk no about kidding. more soon. But uh, yeah, Ruggs, you know, he didn't post huge numbers at Alabama, but again, mm-hmm. he was competing with Jerry Judy for targets. And one of the, I wouldn't call it the X factor. It's one of many X factors. We'll call it a Y factor. Huge hands on Henry Ruggs. Yeah. 10 and one eighth inches. That's CD Lamb for reference is nine and a quarter. Jerry Judy, nine and a half. Ruggs, huge hands, decent size. He's not afraid of contact. He's like we said, fast as hell. So I would have went CD Lamb. I think we we both agree that CD yep. Lamb was, CD Lamb was my number one. Class, but yep. So at least they didn't take Jerry Judy. <laughs> they took Henry Ruggs. We'll talk about Judy <laughs> second, but uh, I don't know. I would have went Lamb, but yeah, Ruggs as uh, he's going to be a, an exciting player for. I, I think I said Oakland, Las Vegas. I should Las, Vegas, Las Vegas, right? And yeah. you know he walks into a just a miserable group of receivers. They brought in Nelson Aguilar, uh, who will play the slot, I believe, probably, and I'll have to battle Hunter Renfro. But Tyrell Williams constantly hurt and did very little through the second half of the season. There's um, and Zay Jones doesn't even count. So you know, we'll find out if, if Derek Carr's got anything left in the tank. Hopefully he does. You know, I think that I think I don't think he's valueless. And I think Henry Ruggs is pretty special. And if you can find those spots where he's going to hit the deep touchdown, which will happen, you'll have to be smart about trying to pick your spots. Do you have an, do you have an initial sense of where Henry Ruggs would would be ranked among wide receivers for you? I I want to say that he's going to be in the 30s. Yeah, are we talking? We're talking just from a redraft standpoint. Redraft right standpoint now. only. Not, not, yes. not dynasty. I not do want to do. Yeah, I want to do a whole future show on dy- on the dynasty value of these guys. Yeah, definitely. But that's definitely that's later. Should, but, um, yeah, definitely in the 30s. I mean, he's a, a a wide receiver three at best. I feel like at least for the the first half of the season, he might you know as he ramps up uh, for the long end of the season. At least he's got Darren Waller. To help keep defenses honest, though, that's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, there's that. I just think that whole passing offense just goes through him right away. Yeah. And I, 30 might seem high to some people, but the other guys that you're going to find in the 30s are John Brown, Marquise Brown, Marvin Jones, yeah, Golden Chark, Tate. Golden you know, Tate. The, yeah. I think Chark will be higher yeah. than that, um, personally. You know, now so now I, that, but, uh, yeah, it could be. Um, so anyway. that's, you know, that's... That to me is is why I, I think Ruggs will fit into that that sort of spot. Uh, all right, let's go to our next uh, wide receiver, Denver. Next up, uh, I was Denver. I think was sweating that all three of those receivers could have been gone before their pick because the Jets, the Raiders, and the Niners went 11, 12, 13, and many people, me, had had them going receiver, 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 and that would have left Agreed, Denver. Yeah. That would have left Denver with the fourth best receiver. You know, and I had Justin Jefferson penciled in for Denver. Instead, Jerry Judy drops to them. What do you think of the Jerry Judy fit for Denver? Oh, immediate face palm. I was like, oh my God, C.D. Lamb is there. He's right. sitting <laughs> there on a too. silver <laughs> platter That's what for I was Denver, <laughs> who has Cortland Sutton 
who's like a Batman receiver, right? So I mm-hmm. guess they wanted a Robin because that's what Jerry Judy is. They didn't want two Batmans. They could have had two Bat. I mean, we could be talking about the two best wide receiver, you know, the best wide receiver duo in the NFL in Cortland Sutton and CeeDee Lamb next season, mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly. But well, I don't know. They Jerry, Jerry... Judy's not, you, Jerry Judy's not bad. I mean, you're, you're, no. the way you're making it sound is like, no. you know, dude was incredibly productive and he's, you know, arguably the most pro ready of any of the receivers in this class. He is, but we had, we, you and I and a lot of people had Lamb just basically in his own tier as the top receiver, and Ruggs was right there, and Judy was right there behind Ruggs. Uh, so I don't know. We should mention really quick when we said the Jets didn't take a receiver. Big win for Prashad Perryman. If you have oh, yeah, Perryman very shares. true, very true. And yes. even Jamison Crowder, they might take a day two guy, day three probably, but still, they didn't take one of the elite guys. So that's a that's a big boon for Prashad Perryman uh, shares out there. But uh, back to Judy. Um, Again, you know, at Alabama with mm-hmm. uh, Henry Ruggs, he was he was the 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 one A option there. Twenty four touchdowns across his last two seasons, but you know, six one one ninety five. It just doesn't have standout size, speed. He's just a, he seems like a nice complimentary receiver, which is what it'll be for Sutton. But they should have they should have swung for the fences and went with Lamb. But I don't know. But Judy will be a fine player, and uh, Denver did, also is very exciting offense. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, the pro- I, I think the problem from a fantasy standpoint for Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton is is already an accomplished go-to number one receiver on that team. And I don't know that Jerry gets up to being a 1B. I think he remains the number two guy. And I, you've, you've hint, mm-hmm. you just hinted at this. I think he stays. I think he's Robin to Cortland Sutton's Batman. Well, and- he might be. Who's the third to, in the Batman group, right? Because uh, Noah Phantom might be Robin for all. Yeah, I think oh, it is probably Noah Phantom. Deshaun Hamilton so, flashed for a little bit, but it's, you know, yeah, Tim Patrick. No. I mean, those guys aren't no. going to threat. It's probably Noah Fant who, and, and these guys a lot unlock some, some real downfield speed in Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So I think the underneath will open up for Noah Fant a little bit as well. Um, I suspect right now, Jerry Judy would be roughly in the fifties for me. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be in the Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Anthony Miller, Sterling Shepard, Preston He's almost Williams, like, kind uh, of handcuff for Cortland Sutton. It's like yeah. you got you, you kind of. It's like the rare one of the rare wide receiver handcuff scenarios if you you draft Cortland Sutton. But what does this do for Drew Drew Locke? He's like borderline quarterback one now, and you know top twelve quarterback, not the top overall quarterback. But yeah, he, it's, it's exciting offense now. It, it is still a nice compliment. It is. It, look, it's not a bad pick. By any stretch. Now, no. let's go to CeeDee Lamb, who was the next receiver taken. I was stunned when Dallas took him. In fact, as I was doing the uh, – I was I was, I was working with well, the Vikings Atlanta, radio Atlanta network. Atlanta could have taken him. Sorry to cut you off before we go there, right? Atlanta, they should have taken Lamb. Well, they had two good receivers, too. I mean, you know, they, you know, they, and they have a gaping need at cornerback. Uh, still, you have the best player sitting there. Just take the best player. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So – Dallas is on the clock and I'm, I'm doing radio in the twin cities. And I say, man, look at, you look at the needs that Dallas has and they need cornerback. They need safety. They need defensive tackle, defensive end. The only thing I know for sure about this Dallas pick is it's not going to be offense. Bam. CD lamb. And I look like an ass. So, well, this was, uh, it didn't fully make up for the Randy Moss gaff many years ago when Dallas should have drafted Randy Moss pass on because of the character issue. CeeDee yeah. Lambert had character issues, but I think no. Jerry Jones is just like, you know what? This will make up for it somewhat, I guess. But they took the best player. That's what Jerry Atlanta jo- should have done. Jerry Jones played fantasy football. Yeah. 
He did. I mean, he just went fantasy football on his team. And he said, you know what? Good luck. Stop. We'll we'll score 50. You know, figure out a way to stop us. You know, this is CeeDee Lamb is in time going to be the best receiver on this team. And they already had really good receivers. Amari Cooper, obviously. And then Michael Gallup just emerged in a huge way last year. And now with CeeDee Lamb, I think CeeDee Lamb's the best of the bunch. The problem is, you know, problem is, the good thing is, how do you, how do you double cover any of those guys? You can't. So, I mean, there are going to be guys open all, all the time, ready for big plays. The downside is there's just one ball to go between them. How do you feel about CeeDee Lamb's fantasy prospects, especially in the short term? Uh, probably the worst, <laughs> worst landing spot <laughs> for the short term. Uh, one would think he'll, he'll still be a factor, but he's uh man. I, I would be hard pressed to if I had to pick between he and Rugs and redraft. I might have to go with Rugs just because I, I feel he'll get more targets than like, the opportunity. And, yeah, you know, in Dallas they always you know they've always wanted to to kill the clock, run the ball, and they're they're in a soft division, so they might be able to do that <laughs> more so than not. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lamb is. He's in the mid to late 30s when he could have been a top 24 option, you know, if he landed on the Jets, perhaps, or something like that. Yeah. But now, but now he's on Dallas. And uh, But what, what, there's a lot of eye-popping stats for Lamb. But again, never dropped a pass of 20-plus yards in his three seasons at Oklahoma. And he caught a lot of them. Yeah. Second, <laughs> most lot bro- of them. second most broken tackles last year, 26. Absolutely electric after the, He's the best receiver after the catch in this draft. The instinctiveness, number one across college football in yards run per route. Um, he wins all these contested catches, and just after after he catches the ball, <clears throat> you think you think he's dead. That the defense has got him cornered. There's three men between him and, and the end zone, and the next thing you know, he's put some f- crazy freaking move on these dudes, and he's he's running down the sideline untouched. You're like, what happened? How did you do this? An immediate impact player, um, just a very tricky landing spot, unfortunately, and. I think what that's going to mean for him and Cooper and Gallup is they're going to have some down games where they're going to have two catch games while the other guys are blowing up. And it's going to add a lot of volatility. And for a guy like Amari Cooper, who was already that way, you know, Cooper was already, you know, big box score, little box score, big box score, little box score. I think it adds just that much more, um, I guess, variability to their potential output. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. It, but it's gotta. I mean, Dak is already a, a, a top five option for the most part at quarterback. But man, <laughs> he, I, I think I like Dak more than Deshaun Watson now. Even though I might have liked Dak more than Deshaun Watson ever since they they practically jettisoned DeAndre Hopkins from Houston. But uh, a big boon for Dak, though. But yeah, it's gonna be hard to peg which receiver is gonna go off uh, on any given Sunday. Uh, it's, unfortunately, it won't be. Yeah. This year, unfortunately, won't be this year where the NFC East, where the Cowboys play, are playing the AFC West. Yeah. They're not doing that this year, but when they do play the AFC West, the NFC East, that is, think of C.D. Lamb gets to face Oakland and Denver in the same season yeah. and show them what a huge mistake, mistake they made. <laughs> well, they made and not drafting him. Well, that's uh, how we feel not anyway. this year. C.D. Lamb, yeah. I believe I will have ranked in the 40s um, in the same kind of ballpark with Jerry Judy. And, um, you know, if... I, it, his dynasty value is, is different than that. And we'll talk about that in a different show, but from a redraft standpoint, I believe he'll be in the forties as sort of a fourth tier guy who I expect to have again, big games and small games, uh, perhaps roughly alternating this year. Let's uh, let's take what, let's take a break. And then I want to turn my attention to the next wide receiver taken Jalen Rager. And we'll also talk about uh, Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk 
as the remaining first round receivers. Paul Jarchi and Brian Johnson with you. You're listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchian and Brian Johnson. You can follow us both. I'm at, at Paul Charchian. You'll figure out the spelling. Everybody always does eventually. And Brian is at B-T-X-J, at B-T-X-J on Twitter. We encourage you to And not only can I, not only can I dole out fantasy football advice now, Charch, I'm, I'm getting pretty good at esports now in these times. I've uh, oh, focused right. a lot of energy on watching League of Legends and Counter-Strike, and I what still about, don't fully know what's going on while I'm watching, but I can, uh, <laughs> That won't stop you from doling correlating out Yeah, winning lineups. No, uh, I, can, uh, I can at least you, tell you to put a good lineup together. Are you a big Minnesota Rocker fan? Uh, there, that's just getting... That's, um, Call counters, of Duty. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Call, Call of Duty, Duty. correct? That's yeah. just getting rolled out this week in the DFS world. So yeah, I, will, it's uh, coming. I will be doing some hometown stacking of the Rocker team. Speaking of DFS, I am, as of this morning, a proud co-owner of DraftKings. Oh, nice. Yeah. How much? How much stake? Can't say. Can't, but, can't say. You know, and, you know, enough that I'm, uh, I know, I'm calling Jason Robbins and giving him some advice, things that he needs to know. There you go. Very important. Nice. Let's get back to it. Quite the ride for those guys. Yeah, quite the <laughs> ride. It's, it really is. It's a story. I've, I've told Jason this several times. It really is. 
it's going to be a movie someday. It's it's yeah. destined to be a movie. Uh, just More like an HBO like miniseries. I think it would be better. Like an like HBO thing would be great. HBO generally does it right. Um, all right, let's go to Philadelphia. They took the fourth receiver off the board, Jalen Rager. Most people had Justin Jefferson going to Philadelphia. I did. Um, they end up going with Rager instead. And I think the reason they did it, Brian, was because they wanted to get a receiver who they felt more comfortable running outside. Jefferson primarily running from the slot last year. And I think Rager gives you the opportunity to get somebody that can play inside, but also has proven to be a, a, a solid producing receiver on the outside as well. What are your thoughts about the fit for uh, the Eagles? And Lord knows they needed help at the position. Holy cow. Yeah, they're probably not done drafting receivers. But yeah, we pegged Rager as a, a possible day one guy, and he obviously yep. turned out to be one. Uh, a little bit of a head-scratching pick, though. I didn't think Philly would take Justin Jefferson as well. Uh, Rager didn't have a lot of great numbers uh, last year, um, but that's yeah. he was playing with Horrible a transfer quarterback, quarterback in TCU, and, and yeah. a, yeah. a true freshman as well. So uh, I don't know. I, from a redraft standpoint, I... I don't, Rager's got a bit, a bit of the dropsies I've heard, you know, case of the dropsies, but uh, when it comes to opportunity and quarterback and prolific offense, I think he stands to have the best season of any rookie wide receiver this year if it's not Henry Ruggs. Yeah, it is, it is you, possible. It, it, it's just because, you know, so much of fantasy football is about opportunity. This whole yeah. passing offense may end up going through Jalen Rager sooner than later and as soon as potentially this year. Just because who else are you going to trust? I mean, look at, Look at they were making do with the likes of Greg Ward last year. They couldn't, they didn't have a, a healthy body to throw at that position. And God only knows what the status of Alshon Jeffrey is going to be going forward. And you know, you can't you can't really trust him at all. So you just you get the feeling that you're marrying Jalen Rager. It, all the productivity you got despite the terrible quarterbacking at TCU, the elite level of athleticism, his double move is ridiculous. He battles for every contested ball. And now we're going to hook him up with potentially some pretty darn good quarterbacking in Carson Wentz. And the upside here seems to be awfully high. Yeah, I think in uh, th- right now, I think th- the sharp play, I mean, people aren't sharp on Rager yet. I think in, if you're if you're drafting right now in best ball or even just seasonal, people are still going to gravitate towards C.D. C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry yeah. Ruggs. When yeah. I, you, you probably get Rager uh, one, two, three rounds later than those guys. When again, he probably will outproduce all those all those guys in his rookie year based on the expected volume he's going to get. So yeah, Rager, uh, a, a sneaky play, uh, you know, a sleeper as of right now in my mind. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I'm really interested in him. I think for redraft for this year, he'll be in the 30s for me again. I like him. I like him. Just the opportunity to me is just so good. So I think he's in the conversation with some of the guys we mentioned in the thirties before the Marvin Jones and Marquise Brown and John Brown and Christian Kirk. I think he's in that, I think he's in that level of conversation uh, for redraft of this coming season. Let's uh, let's go to the next player taken. That's Justin Jefferson of Minnesota Vikings uh, end up uh, replacing Stefan Diggs with a, a player who's pretty different than Diggs. Jefferson ran 80% of his plays from the slot last year, but the year before that played much more outside. What was fascinating about Jefferson in the slot so many of the slot receivers are Cole Beasley. You're running eight-yard slants, and here comes the ball, and let's see what you do after the catch. That's not the way LSU used Justin Jefferson at all. They'd be, they were running full route trees out of the slot for him. Bombs, 40 yards downfield out of, out of the slot repeatedly. 
And he's he's getting separation, and when he's not, he's winning contested catches. He's got he's one of the best contested catch receivers in this league, and insanely productive. Top three in college football in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. That's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and and not built like a stereotypical slot receiver either. Six two, two hundred plus pounds. He's he's got size, and he can win on the outside if they if they if his route tree gets extended to the outside in the pros. But uh, again, uh, he has no real weaknesses. But we mm-hmm. went over uh, this a couple weeks ago with Jefferson. He might have the safest floor of all these day one wide receivers, but not the highest ceiling. He doesn't have that superstar potential, it seems. But he's going to be a, a very solid pro. Bro, and he should contribute right away now that Stefan Diggs no longer a Viking. But I don't know. They kind of got two slot guys in yeah. Thielen and yeah. Justin Jefferson now. So some adjustments are going to adjustments are going to be made by somebody. But I think uh, both these guys are good enough that it shouldn't be too much of a problem. One yeah, time. they'll find ways to use both. And you're right. They, Adam Thielen's is his best productivity does come from the slot, but he plays a lot outside as well. And I think. They, I think they will use they will use both in and outside, and sometimes I think they'll both they'll both be inside. They'll have, they'll have four receiver sets, so they'll use Thielen and Jefferson inside. I think there's another guy that feels like he's he's the 30s are getting are getting crowded here. He feels like he could be in the 30s for me. Maybe he's a little closer to 40, but Justin Jefferson's going to be somebody that ends up getting a lot of playing time beginning week one, and he's got a strong armed quarterback in Kirk Cousins that can get him the ball. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to definitely be a, a, a viable wide receiver three option, I would think, this season. I'm going to call him high 40s uh, in the Darius Slayton level conversation right now yeah. for Justin Jefferson. Uh, in a different year, Justin Jefferson could have been the first wide receiver taken. The final receiver taken in the draft this year was San Francisco taking Brandon Ayuk, a Juco transfer who ended up being ex- incredibly productive. And and somebody that I think uh, the the steam on him just kept growing and growing. He's explosive. He's got deep speed. He's also a return guy for those in leagues that that uh, give give extra points for returns. You'll get return yardage and potentially touchdowns as both a kick returner and a punt returner. What are your thoughts on, on Brandon Ayuk, who probably slots in as a day a day one game one starter? Yeah, I, I was a little surprised uh, to see San Francisco move up to draft him. But then I, I read today that Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan had him ranked as his number one wide receiver on his on his big board with C.D. Lamb closely behind. So I'm like, wow. wow. And Kyle Shanahan has bred some pretty nice receivers over uh, over mm-hmm. his career, starting with, you know, Josh Gordon, Julio Jones, we, the list goes on and on. Pierre Garcon. Yeah. Well, look what he did but, for uh, Debo Samuel as a rookie. Yeah, Debo year. Samuel. But uh, but yeah, Ayuk uh, built similarly to Henry Ruggs. He's about 5'10", 5'11", 190 to 200 pounds. But he's got the wingspan of Megatron. His wingspan is 81 inches. He, he's Unreal. a freak of nature in that sense. So yeah. his catch radius is much bigger than it seems. So uh, yeah, Ayuk... Uh, Man, you know, he's going to arguably be the top wide receiver. Debo Samuel's a mighty fine player. Of course, George Kittle's in tow yeah. in San Francisco. He's the top receiving option. But Ayuk uh, is, uh, again, we're running out of numbers in the 30s, I think. But he's, uh, you can't argue if you put him put him in that kind of range. I know. It's just so many good receivers this year, Brian. It's crazy. There was only one running back taken in the first round, which was one more than many people expected. But I had mocked running back to the Chiefs. I had it as DeAndre Swift. 
uh, because I thought they might want a little more muscle at the position, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire is so much fun and he's so good. He is going to be Brian Westbrook for Andy Reid, just like Westbrook was with the Eagles. He's he if you if you think Maurice Jones Drew, you've got the right idea on Clyde Edwards Hilaire and what a fascinating development this is for fantasy players. Yeah, I mean he's He's a top 10 running back right now, I would have to say, in, uh, in redraft. You know, quick reaction. Um, he's built right. like a house. He's got speed. He's got moves. He can catch the ball. He's obviously on the most prolific offense in the NFL. Damian Williams is still going to factor in. but I know. That's the, the fly in, that's the fly in the ointment, isn't it? It is. But, uh, but man, yeah, Andy Reid, he already said that uh, – <laughs> CEH is better than Brian Westbrook, his most productive running back of all time. I don't know how he can really make that call. I already. think Brian Westbrook is number two in total yards all time. Oh yeah, he because was, he was he a was return guy, get in the return yards and stuff. Yeah. Um. I. I top ten might be aggressive. Let me throw some. Let, Clyde edwards hilaire based on what we right know right now, which in my mind is that I think he's a sixty forty timeshare winner. I think he's on the 60 side of 60-40, and maybe it's more like 70-30. But in, in that offense, that's like 70-30 at least on a, a, an average team, right? <laughs> I know. 75-25 even. Yeah, Just right. get that 60% piece of that juicy pie. Exactly. City, so but, if uh, it came down to him or, let's say, Kenyon Drake, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Kenyon Drake? Oh, man. I... I the, the the offense is exciting enough. The prospects of it in Arizona, I probably lean Drake, who's going to okay. be more of a bell bell cow situation. Right. To, I, to I think Clyde, these are, but I, it's that that close. I'm but, giving you yeah. guys in that ten to twelve range. Austin yeah. Eckler. Oof, I I I'd probably have to, on the heels of last season, and now that Gordon's gone, I'd, I'd have to lean Eckler. But these are they're not easy decisions. They're definitely no. nope. <laughs> That's not a 10 out of 10 scenario where I take Eckler every time. That's for sure. No. Um, Josh Jacobs or Clyde Edwards Hilaire. PPR. I got. I might have to go Edwards Hilaire there. I don't. I know Jacobs. Uh, I was down on Jacobs last year. I was wrong, but I, I just now now the offense is outweighing the player. When and, and Edwards Hilaire might be a better player than Josh Jacobs. There he probably is actually. So yeah, I love him here. So let's Edward just touch Blair. on let's I'd, touch on him for just a second a little bit more for people that maybe I don't know how you couldn't have seen his game at at some point because LSU was so high profile but the low center of gravity powerful compact runner um, excellent short space footwork and that ends up giving defenders a lot of bad angles on tackles that don't end up connecting very well and he breaks a ton of them he's got amazing balance and a spin move that's devastating he's a good good receiver maybe the best receiving back among the elite backs here in this, in this draft so there's just a ton to like for him altogether and um yeah a lot i just i just think the only the only real knock on on Clyde Edwards Alaire is you know at the combine he ran a 46 and people really expected that to be more like a 45 and so the the slower combine time for some people was a bit of a red flag but obviously not for Andy Reid you know, he seems like a guy, though, who's not going to be weighed down by pads at all. I feel like he might run faster in pads, yeah. whereas other running backs have run. And by the way, they should at least wear helmets and pads in the combine when they're running these drills. I don't understand. I know, I, yeah, I'm kind of anyway. with you. They never, you know, they're, they're never in a track track shorts when yeah. they play the yeah. game. So I'm yeah. kind of with you. They're, they're never playing in the Speedos. But uh, but anyway, yeah, Edwards Alaire. Uh, 
He's the top rookie running back off the boards, regardless of where these other guys fall. Though I would, I would have to say, I, I think mean, it all. I think it's too early to say that. There's too many good is. running backs, you know. Yeah, when, right. I know when Jonathan still, Taylor oh. falls into the perfect spot, or DeAndre Swift in the perfect spot, or J.K. Dobbins in the perfect spot, we're gonna have another conversation. And that'll be, by the way, that'll be the next podcast. Next week's yeah. podcast will be the rest of the draft after week uh, after the first round. We'll touch on the key players who went uh, afterwards. Uh, and speaking of coming up next. After this break, we will talk about the quarterbacks, the four quarterbacks, what their prospects look like in the short term and long term for Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. We'll talk through those guys in just moments. It is Fantasy Football Weekly with Paul Charchian and Brian Johnson. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian and Brian Johnson with you. We're breaking down the first-round rookies. As we're recording, I'm in my backyard. It is the first beautiful day of spring in Minnesota. Uh, We have one round to work with. Next week, we'll break down rounds two and beyond. This week, we're focusing on the players that went on round one. We've already done the running backs. We've done the well running back singular we've done six of the all six of the wide receivers now we turn our attention to the quarterbacks taken in this draft in the first round beginning with joe burrow i it's the obvious pick as joe burrow comes off arguably the greatest passing season in the history of college football and he 
has a lot of advantages that a lot of quarterbacks don't have, Brian, in that he gains a pretty complete set of offensive players around him to help support him in a way that a lot of players that go first overall don't have. And, you know, for example, if Miami had had the first pick, which I think was the plan all along, they would they did not have all the weapons around Joe Burrow that the Bengals have got. You know, A.J. Green, John Ross, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. These are these are quality players that can take a, a lot of heat off of him and really unlock some playmaking ability. Yeah, it's definitely an underrated arsenal uh, in Cincinnati that, that never got to play together last year. A.J. Green missed yeah. the whole season. I mean, John, Ron, John Ross got off that amazing start, and then he, he practically missed the whole season. So, yeah, if all those guys can stay healthy, uh, Burrow has got something to work with and you know he's got the he's got the size you want 63220 uh underrated as a runner as well he had a uh, almost 400 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns yeah. last year at LSU so not the biggest arm but it's oh, above it's plenty arms yeah. incredibly accurate uh mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah Burrow will be a, a spot starter in one quarterback leagues this year in redraft leagues for sure yeah, no kidding. He's not a, not a top 12 option by by any means, but um, I think he'd be inside the top 20 almost just based on the fact that since he's going to be, remember, it's fantasy football. It's not reality football. So the Bengals are usually chasing points and uh, putting right. the ball in the air. So you got to like yep. it. So, yeah. You know, and at this point, I think most of our listeners are already very familiar with Joe Burrow. Um, but needless to say, the NFL game's not going to be too big for him. You look at, you know, you look at what he did in big games and, it's just, you know, there's nothing to suggest that he isn't headed on a path of superstardom. So we love Joe Burrow. Uh, just, again, redraft, and we'll have a dynasty. We'll have a whole separate dynasty show later. Redraft, where are you looking at Joe Burrow as, and you mentioned you think he could be a, QB, a spot start QB1 as a rookie, right? Yeah, definitely. The matchup so, is right. So what are we, so what are we talking about? Are we are talking healthy. about quarterback 15? Is he in the Matthew Stafford, uh, Tannehill, Drew Locke range? He's a little behind those guys in my mind. Definitely behind Locke now that uh, they drafted Jerry Judy. Burrow's like the perfect quarterback to draft if you if you invest early in a, a Mahomes, uh, you know, or Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. or uh, a Dak Prescott even. Uh, wait on Burrow. He's he's going to go probably you know, around the twentieth quarterback off the board. One would imagine. So I'll put him right around there. All right, next up, Miami with pick five. They held tight at pick five, sweating bullets, I believe, hoping that Tua Tungo Violoa would fall to them, and he did. And so it all worked out for Miami. You know, their whole premise all last year was tank for Tua. They ended up winning some games they probably didn't intend to win, but they ended up winning games, and they still got Tua. So it turned out okay for them. Um, I don't know. You know, I think the big question for fantasy owners is going to be, does, is he a week one starter? Is he a week nine starter or does he sit the whole season? That's going to be one of the really difficult things, at least now, as we're you know several months away from the start of the start of the season. That's going to be one of the big questions on Tua is, you know, how, how long of a runway did they give Ryan Fitzpatrick before they ease Tua into play? Yeah, well, Tua probably wouldn't have been there if not for the the hip injury for Miami oh, number five. Yeah. Two would probably have been the number two. one overall. He would, or he would he could have been arguably the number one quarterback taken if he was you know a full se- healthy season at Alabama. Uh, yeah, but um, that didn't happen, so we won't discuss that. But you know, I think 
Tua sits for the majority of the season because Fitzpatrick looked pretty good towards the end of last year. And Miami's got something cooking down in South Beach. And let's not forget that the Patriots are not really the Patriots anymore. And oh, God, no. It's wide open now. And Ryan Fitzpatrick could lead the Dolphins to an AFC East uh, division title, even though I think Buffalo takes it home. But yeah, Tua, this is, I know we're not talking too many dynasty implications, but I'm not drafting Tua in redraft. You're obviously taking Burrow before Tua in redraft. But if I'm taking a quarterback in dynasty, I'm probably taking Tua over Burrow because I I think long-term injury is not a concern, at least the hip, you know, so Mm -hmm. an injury like anyone else is a, is possible for any player. So I'm going to a long term over Burrow, but definitely Burrow in the short term. Okay. That's, That's a no brainer. Yeah. To back to your Patriots dolphins, as it is today, the Friday after round one in which the Patriots traded out of round one and the dolphins had three first round picks. I would rather have the dolphins roster than the Patriots. And I don't think it's very close. Yeah. I can't argue that. I'd rather have the Patriots coach. <laughs> as long as I don't have to deal with them, I'd rather have that coach. Uh, let's go to the third quarterback taken. Pick number six, the Chargers taking Justin Herbert. Um, this despite uh, offseason repeatedly saying Tyrod Taylor. We love Tyrod Taylor. We're ready to go to war with Tyrod Taylor all the time. And then Tyrod Taylor, same thing as Baker Mayfield when he was with the Browns, right? Baker, they were doing the same thing with the Browns, talking about Tyler Taylor could be their <laughs> starter. And, you know, they don't need to take a quarterback. And then they take a quarterback who presumably will end up starting sooner than later over Tyrod Taylor. Do you think? Uh, I, I, I think the, in, until they fall out of contention, which they probably will, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, but I think Tyrod starts the season uh, as the starter, basically rendering Herbert useless in redraft drafts. Mm-hmm. I'm not tar- going to be targeting him in drafts by any no. means. Uh, I think he's uh, more of a project than Tua and definitely Burrow. So I'm not too excited about Herbert's prospects this season. And I, I don't know. I'm not sold on him long-term either. I know we're not really going there now. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a ton of exciting things to say about Herbert. He's not really going to factor in uh, 2020. You know, it'll be he'll be a much more interesting conversation when in our Dynasty podcast because long-term, when he can work out some of the some of the issues that he's got, accuracy, you know, the fumbling, you know, it's a whole different conversation. I, you know, I could see Herbert, just the arm is so good. I could see long-term where Herbert's got a lot of value. I just am not sure um, that it's going to materialize this season. I think he starts sooner than you do, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there because he's, he's probably not draftable. Last guy, and he's totally undraftable and redraft, is Jordan Love to the Green Bay Packers in a shocking and, frankly, baffling move. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what to say. There's nothing to say when it comes to redraft, right? He's not going to play this year. No. He's not going to play next. He's not going to play until Rodgers gets hurt or just gets so pissed off that he quits football. What about trading? What about <laughs> trading? Traded. How about? I, I was saying trade to the Patriots. Patriots, Patriots right? Picks to- this is the, the only team that needs a quarterback that's left. Is uh, yeah. are the Patriots, and uh, so that makes you know that makes. I've already seen a bunch of tweets from people talking about. How the Patriots, uh, the Patriots, with all the draft capital that they've got, uh, as we head into Friday's draft, could end up moving for Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen, but it's still fun yeah, to it, talk about. It's not a huge window. It's it's a very small window, but there is a window 
open right now for the <laughs> the Packers to win the Super Bowl, but they've pretty much just slammed it shut. I mean, if they're going to trade up, they trade up and you draft C.D. Lamb, give Rodgers something <laughs> yeah, to no work kidding. with. Yeah, right. <laughs> Outside of Devontae Adams and, yeah. you know, Aaron Drill, but yeah, a perplexing move. Uh, well, yeah, the Packers, look, the Packers may have somebody like T. Higgins or LaVishka Chenault or Denzel Mims or Michael Pittman fall to them at the bottom yeah. of the second round. That's That's a real possibility for them. You can't fault the long-term play, but I mean, but when you have no, you can the best, the best you you can you you can in this instance. <laughs> yeah. I think you can. I mean, you know, Love yeah, has yeah, got it's... a lot of work to do, a yeah. lot. Now, fortunately, he'll have a lot of time to get it straightened out. He'll have he'll have a matter of years to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers gets bitchy about this, I'm going to lose it because he was this guy to Brett Favre. He can't yeah. he can't have an attitude about this at all. And if he does, shame on him. I, I uh, I'll never forget how pissed off Jordan Love's uh, girlfriend looked when she got the news <laughs> <laughs> they're going to Green Bay. <laughs> what? Was like, yeah, uh, I, she she, she looks so upset. She exactly. Like, oh. She was like, "Oh, I'm going to Los Angeles, and Mike, you know, you know, my boyfriend is going to be a big star in L.A., and he's going to be the Chargers quarterback or whatever." No, you're going to Green Bay to sit on the bench. I hope you enjoy Country Kitchen. Where the tallest buildings are water towers. (laughs) Got it. Brian, it's been a lot of fun. The rest of the draft will be a ton of fun. Next week's show, we'll break down the rest of the draft. Not every single player like we did this time, so you can't. Too many players. But the notable players that came out of rounds two through seven will be the next show. Uh, I believe it'll be Matt Harrison's turn up to bat, right? Sounds about right. I think that sounds about right. We'll probably have Matt Harrison on the show for that. Uh, Thanks, Brian. Great job. Thank you for listening. Fantasy Football Weekly back with you next week. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Land.com can help you find that little patch of ground to call your own and do all the hunting, fishing, and hanging out with the family you want. Just know that getting your own piece of land is something that can generate memories for generations, but also has the ability to generate income in both the near and long term. Like if you just want to start a rental business slash family compound. Go to Land.com and check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from all across America. Enough dreaming about it. Land.com is a place to find and invest in in your open space.